The Medallion Chapter 31 Kate skirted the edge of the clearing, staying close to the plastered wall crypts and as far from the groups of men as possible. Fortunately, they were all engaged in their own conversations and no one took any notice of her in her rebel soldier uniform. As she drew near the gap where she had first entered the clearing, her heart beat faster. Soldiers were clustered between the wall and a metal brazier full of coals. Kate began threading her way through them but bumped into one. The man whirled about, his face glistening in the firelight as his hands fidgeted with the strap of his crossbow. Watch where you're going. He glanced at her, but she averted her eyes. It was the young man with the bruised face who was planning to assassinate the rebel leader. She had forgotten to tell Tirith about overhearing their plans, but there was no going back now. Stepping past the man, she headed to the exit passage and hurried down the narrow channel. As she cleared the far end, she was grabbed and yanked over to the side of the gate. The soldier who had woken her up at Morgan's tomb was not happy. About time you got back. Is everything secure? Our corvan will be returning as soon as the high priest can get here. Kate looked down. If the rebel leader walked into the clearing and was shot by the young man with the crossbow, anything could happen to Tirith. Kate pitched her voice low. I overheard a young man with a crossbow talking about killing our leader. He was standing by the fire with a group of other men. Does he have a beat-up face? Kate nodded and the officer pushed her away. I thought I'd knock some sense into him. He gestured to three soldiers waiting at the end of the alley and they ran forward. The embroidered hem of their sleeves flashed as they saluted him. You two come with me. An assassination plot has been uncovered. He touched the shoulder of the third man. You stay here and wait for the Corvan. Do not let him come inside until I make sure the area is secure. The officer turned to Kate. You stay here as well. We don't want the assassin to recognize you and get spooked. He turned and moved off down the channel with his men, leaving Kate to guard the entrance with the other soldier. She could feel the soldier's eyes on her, and finally he spoke. How long have you been with the Roseanne Guard? I don't remember seeing you before. Kate shrugged. Do you know Payden? Kate shook her head. Was that someone's name or a place in the Corps? That's strange you don't know him. The man crossed over and tugged on the embroidered sleeve of her cloak. Considering you're wearing his cloak, he lifted up Kate's hood and fell back in shock. Tirith, how did you... His eyes rolled back in his head as he toppled over. A shadowed piece of the crypt wall appeared to reach out and ease the soldier's body to the ground. The shadow took shape, and an ashen gray face turned to Kate. The rebel leader will be arriving soon. I must get you back to the palace. The shadowed figure took Kate by the arm and hurried her through a gap between two crypts and down a side street. They rushed through other small alleys until the black outline of a gate appeared. Her shadowed companion motioned for her to stay put and crept off to the side. A muffled thump came from around the corner, and the man returned to lead her around through a smaller gate. Kate stumbled over something soft. Another rebel soldier lay sprawled on the ground. Her rescuer swept her along into the darkened streets until the shrouded face of a huge statue appeared off to one side. Kate tried to stop, but the man pulled on her hand. Where are you taking me? To see your mother. Kate frowned. Tirith hadn't mentioned her mother. Did he mean Mara? You're taking me to the palace? Yes, but your mother needs to speak with you first. There is much she needs to tell you. Kate stopped and pulled her hand free from his grasp. I need to go to the palace. Your mother has news regarding the young boy who brought us the hammer. Corvin? Yes, he has returned and he is looking for you. He's looking for Tirith. The words slipped out, but the gray-faced man didn't seem to notice. Corvin has Madame Torg's medallion, but now that he has gone missing, it is imperative that we find him and get it back. He gestured toward the cavern wall. 
Please come and talk with your mother, and then I can take you through a tunnel below the walls and up inside the palace compound. It will be much safer. Kate hesitated. Any news about Corvin might help her find him before he got himself in more trouble with those seeds. Tirith was wrong about him. Corvin was not her enemy. He had followed her to Kadir to rescue her from the Black Band, and she owed it to him to do the same for him now. She nodded, and the man led her into an alley and down an incline. At the bottom, he ushered her through a door and shut it silently behind them. Water dripped in the darkness, and the damp smell of mold and rot was overpowering. You must hold my hand, Tirith, the gray man whispered. We cannot risk a light in the library in case the mayor has sent a patrol from the city of refuge. Kate held out her hand and his fingers wrapped gently around her own. They moved to where a dim light framed a stairway. Images flickered through Kate's mind as disjointed scenes formed into memories. On their first journey, Corvin gave the glowing medallion to her in this building. That small gesture had saved her life. If the medallion hadn't been returned to her, she would have been trapped inside the chamber. Afterward, Corvin carried her to a small cave where Kate had met the old woman named Sarah. Perhaps that's who the gray man was taking her to meet. They climbed the stairs into a foyer where blue Lumian light leaked through cracks in the walls. The gray-faced man stopped at the top of a curved staircase that descended into a dark hall below. He turned to her and Kate took a step away. His face was coated with thick gray paint. He smiled and touched his nose. This helps us to blend in with our surroundings and it will also help us to sneak past the gate leading into the city of refuge. Pulling off his cloak, he crouched before her. I will carry you on my back and cover you with my cloak. Turning away, he stepped down to the first step. Kate climbed on his back, and with one deft motion, the shadowy figure swept his cloak over them and then descended the stairs. His descent was so fluid it was as if she were riding the escalator in Fenwood. At the bottom, he stopped so suddenly Kate almost fell from his back. He pushed under the stairwell, banging Kate's head against the stone supports. A quiet exclamation escaped her lips, and the hands supporting her legs tightened. You must be quiet, he whispered. Someone is coming out the front gate. Across the hall, a section of the wall slid open, and a double line of soldiers streamed out and ascended the stairs. Two men in dark cloaks followed them. One was tall, his face covered by his hood. The other was short and completely bald. The shorter one looked up the stairway as the last of the soldiers' footsteps died away. I am giving you the best of my men. You'd better be right about your plan. The other man began to reply but was waved off. I don't need another of your oaths. They mean nothing to me. The only thing I want from you is that girl's medallion. It is the only way the city of refuge will be recognized in the restructuring of the Corps. I don't care what happens to that girl or even to Tirith, as long as I have one of the medallions. Your life is forfeit to me until it is in my hand. Do not try to double-cross me. The taller man responded, You shall have one of the medallions as promised, but you are wrong about Tirith. We need her alive and in her place at the palace if we hope to control the new council. Kate stiffened. There was no mistaking his voice. Jorid had just made a deal for her medallion, a deal that could end up costing her life. <laughs>